And now that we are on air, uh, we mustn't talk about anything serious because remember, we uh, are lacking content. We are lacking content, and we are to be perceived as the people who are not particularly serious about anything at all. Is that right, Barber? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Lacking Content Show. Uh, Evening. On 93.5 Unity FM. Brisk, brisk afternoon. Well, at four o'clock. Welcome to Mumtaz here, who is speaking now. You can hear him in your uh, speakers or in your headphones, however you are consuming this content, which actually lacks content, unfortunately. And you can get us on LackingContent.com. If you go to LackingContent.com, surprisingly, you'll find, con- you'll find content there now. And do you know what? People have been listening to our show. I've been getting, um, I have this app, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those uh, admin consoles and you can track who's been listening and from where. And uh, we I have... Th- I think I've been on it once, did I? I wouldn't expect you to be listening, Mumtaz. No, I don't. I just went onto the website once. Anyway, shall we say the, the, um, the customary greeting of the Lacking Content Show, which is very good to you. And very good to you too, sir. And very good to you, Mumtaz. And very good to you. Thank you. Uh, why are you speaking in a strange way? Is it because you were talking about um, uh, a, a takeaway establishment in which you were treated poorly? Yes. And you made an impression of the man who treated you poorly. Is that correct? No. And it wasn't a very nice impression, may I add. No, it wasn't. I, it's I, the thing about me. But a strange I, thing came from that. Sorry to cut you off. Is that you said you don't drink from plastic cups? I try not to. Do you mean plastic cups made of plastic or plastic disposable cups? No, I, it's, I just generally don't like drinking from plastic. Do you cups. like drinking from a metal cup? Because I do. No, I, it has but, to be. There's something glass. There's something old school about a, a silk. Have you ever? Probably, yes. Drunk from a clay pot. Yes, I have. And I have. A, a, a I mu- prefer that. A matka. Matka, yeah, from a matka. I have, mm. but I can't remember. It's been so I many years. I prefer that, but I did that when I went to Pakistan many years ago, late 80s, early 90s. I can and remember. that whole thing has just disappeared. I can remember going to a village and they were using uh, dried dried uh, cow pats as fuel to yeah, burn to the under the uh, cooking the pots, yeah. under the stoves, under the cooking pots, in order to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that fuel. now is that environmentally <coughs> friendly or is that a necessary release of methane? It's probably better than a diesel generator, I guess. It's very organic. Let's just put it that way. What would Greta say about it? <laughs> we must ask her, because she's the authority on these things. Uh, welcome, anyway, all of you. I'm happy to see you. Uh, last week, uh, I put on some of the podcasts. Can onto we just? Stop there. He's happy to see us. Oh. How about on this side of the fence? Mm. No, I don't want to see him. <laughs> well, you can always close your eyes and just listen to my dulcet tones. Okay. Why Somebody sent some nice feedback about the show. Did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. I can't remember it specifically, but it, I remember the it overall... Must be, must be something about me then. The overall impression about it was positive. No, it's a Nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day, No, if he's forgotten about it, then... He normally forgets about everything to do with me. Now, earlier on, all you might get the impression, listener, that all the content was created b- before we came on air. And that is exactly what happened, because we had a very fruitful and interesting discussion off air. And now that I've slid up the, uh, the faders here, and we are broadcasting on 93.5 Unity FM and on LackingContent.com, there's absolutely no idea what to say at all. But, Mumtaz, you were talking as I entered the studio this, this evening about how you uh, were compelled oh, yeah. compelled to take things with you abroad, yes. uh, things which would be easily available from the very place to which you were travelling. So do you want to tell us about that? Okay, and do you want to tell us about that in Pushto? 
No, I don't want to tell you, but oh, it's actually uh, I actually like this topic because um, things oh, have changed. Thank goodness for that, Barbara. I was only waiting for your approval. Well, thank you very much because I am the authority on these things. Yes. Um, what on, on things have changed? Traveling culture has changed. I don't know, Mumtaz. Yes, you, you're yeah. right. When yeah. you used to go back well, abroad, yeah. wherever you're from, back in the day, you used to take certain things. A cassette. Because, a cassette. Uh, yeah, cassettes. Vix. Uh, Do you mean traveling as in taking several steps while not bouncing the basketball? <laughs> no. Is that what you mean abroad. by traveling? Oh, you mean going abroad. Okay, that's fine. Pakistan. I just wanted to clarify here. Nice, nice, nice. That's little. all right. Yeah, have I just d- no, destroyed the vibe we'll here? We'll talk about... Um, so, so what was the staple for you back in them days? Then we'll move on to what you would take today. Rexel, I think, was the staple. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> funny. Yes. So the staple thing that your mother said, you've got to take these with you. I was too young. Was it that. leg warmers? Because I remember that being a feature of people's like attire. People used to give my parents things to take, um, but I can't remember what they used to give. But it used to be some really obscure. So I, I, I'll recall Vicks vapor rub because it wasn't available in Pakistan. Okay. Sometimes people would request uh, UK confectionery, so biscuits, chocolates uh, that were not soggy and dry or um, out of date. I remember people sending medication paracetamol. because it was free here. And also uh, likely to be genuine because there is there is sometimes in uh, certain places there is a problem with uh, fake medication. No, but the other thing is with with medication, it's always... Do you just say because paid. it's free here? Yes, from mm-hmm. the, on the NHS. Oh, so people were asking you to hustle medicine back uh, across borders. <laughs> were you a mule? Were you a drugs mule? No, I did, I'm saying people did it. I didn't do it myself. Okay, all right. Of course, uh, yes. We are talking about people here. Just generally. Yeah, yeah, if we right. were to crack open the heels of the shoes, there wouldn't be loads of paracetamols in there. Not what um, you, or did you take all the medicine and then regurgitate it when you <laughs> arrived? Because that would be quite dangerous yeah. as well. Yes, mum, does. No, I didn't go to Pakistan. The first time I went to Pakistan was, I think I was 15. But you say the word Pakistan the right way say Pakistan 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 mm. <laughs> Pakistan. Um, Pakistan there is but an alif after the pair you know <laughs> so you know technically we're we're all wrong here yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like when they give you some really pathetic things I remember coming back from Pakistan um, they gave you things like Smarties uh, Puff Crisps sorry they gave you to take back to UK yes Smarties. You like one of them really poxy little oh, children's you know, but sweets. That's, but that's nice because they probably thought this is the nicest thing we can think of to give this young boy. No, they wanted to give it to all relatives. Oh, you were just the mule to take the <laughs> sweets. <laughs> so you bought <laughs> in drugs and you took back sweets. Is that right? No, Have I got that correct? I didn't take drugs at all. <laughs> no, okay. I understand um, that. I'm sure But you it's confectionery. But back are you thinking this is absolutely pointless? Sounds like a confectionery cartel going on over yeah, there. Yeah, it was. And it was poxy. <clears throat> but the worst thing is, if you didn't take the things from their relatives, they'll never want to speak to you. And I should have realized at the time, I should not have taken them. I would have never have did you had ever, to speak to them again. Did you ever come back with a suitcase bigger than <laughs> the one that you took? It's the theme of your yes. life, trying to avoid speaking with people. <laughs> yes. Because this is... Uh, how ironic that you are a co-presenter of a radio show. Luckily... Yeah, the l- thing is, nobody else speaks back I, I mean it's lucky that we don't value your contribution otherwise it would be we even don't. more ironic wouldn't it yeah exactly story of my life isn't it <laughs> you know but, it's very strange but huh? actually the reason why we got onto this top- topic was somebody gave Nadia yes a, uh, uh, Nadia the studio the manager the studio manager right, yeah. a bag of atta or flour 25 kilos to take to Pakistan I'm sorry what in 25 kilos of 
elephant otter or what is the other um, asli otter asli otter no she's talking about a special one not, not to take two packs then no, to no, bring to back two, no no two packs oh. then so what? she took uh, carrying calls to Newcastle that is that's the that's the birthplace of otter isn't uh, exactly it? otter is flour that is cu- customarily used to make chapatis listeners and they wanted her to take it and this was a so very specific otter so people wanted to, you to, her to carry flour used to make chapatis mm-hmm. from the United Kingdom no, Great no, Britain no, 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 let me correct you. To Pakistan. No, no, to Pakistan. To Pakistan, yeah, that's fine. But the atta was very specific. Well, right, okay. Atta is basically for a specific type of chapati. Was it like you can get pollinated honey no. from bees in a certain locality? And so that atta had been touched by people who live it's in small It's called makani, makani atta for makani roti. But can't you get that in... in makani roti is gold <laughs> in colour. It is gold in colour, you're right. I mean, all of this is very obscure. I'm so sorry to listeners who are not deeply embedded in Asian culture because this is probably going to sound like absolute gobbledygook. Yeah, but the other thing is, you'll get take stuff. I went to Pakistan in March. I had 53 kilos of allowance. I had about 7 or 8 kilos of my own stuff. Of what, Damantas? Kilos of what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are we going into mule territory again, Mumtaz? No, but you go on planes, you have kilos of stuff. Uh, yes, we know. That's how they no. get into the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I actually out of the country. I actually tend to travel quite light. I don't tend to have kids of stuff. I had very few of my own stuff, but I had other people's stuff to take over. I Can had, you I travel light, my old friend, my old mucker? I had very few of my own stuff. I've I'm still reeling from that sentence structure. And light is far from it. Let's just say he carries a very large, as large as this table green military style bag I which can be seen from the runway I have had that bag <laughs> since I was about 14 years old and since and at that time when I bought the bag I could fit in the bag so the and bag I used to I get my large friend the harsh as you know him yes. uh, to zip me up in the bag it's like a it's like a, a hold all a <laughs> very large this is getting very, like, this is getting very, uh, very, uh, are you allowed to carry over the and, story and <laughs> carry me over his shoulder because he was very big have you ever been left in a lift and then I <laughs> and then he used to put the bag down and I used to emerge from it like it was a magic trick have you ever been found in some certain establishments uh, and then popped out of the bag uh, that's very vague. I mean, I probably have been found in certain establishments. But it in depends. the bag? It depends what... With what various bodyguards around you? No, no. I don't know okay. what you're getting at. I'm is confused. <laughs> okay, this is... Uh, we, we'll have to... Uh, oh, oh has got some... Mumtaz is about oh, to... Oh, sneeze. Uh, oh, Mumtaz is about to sn- sneeze, so I've turned off his mic, but uh, he has <laughs> the sneeze has gone away. Yeah, so his bag is so large that he could fit two suitcases in it. Yeah, so what I did is that I got two pieces of hand luggage mm-hmm. because... Uh, last time I last time I travelled abroad, I was actually uh, going to meet my dad in the same location, and he had said to me, "There are a few things I've forgotten, and a few people that I've met that I would like you to bring gifts for." As this is a standard do. sort of thing that you can imagine. Therefore, can you bring these things with you? So I thought to myself, "Hmm, I'm going to be carrying my own stuff, which is very light. I was just going to take hand luggage on, and now I've been told to bring all this stuff. So what I did, I got two pieces of hand luggage." put my stuff in one of the cases and all the other gifts and stuff in the other hand luggage and put both bags into the large green holder that is the size of a human being and sent it all in to the to the hold and I had no hand luggage at all and then on the way back uh, I, I thought to myself I have an option here I can ditch some of the cases and just bring back the hand luggage if I want to travel back light or I can bring it all back and some of it will be empty etc so this is how we manage it and in the end it was quite useful because some of your some of the stuff that we had because you bought cricket bats and they were large and bulky yeah. we distributed some of the things we wanted to bring back across and I had extra space so it worked out well it was a logistical uh, triumph I think arriving at the airport was fun let's just put it this way because 
landing in a country like that where it's a brand new airport, so logistics are not really. It didn't fine look to, brand new at all. <laughs> it, it's a new it's, airport. Well, it's that Islamabad. Islamabad airport, and um, let's just say the passengers were somewhat. Let's. Well, how could we describe? I'll, I'll tell you what. The best way to describe the behaviour we saw was that we hung back, waited till everybody dispersed, which was sometimes about an hour, and then we carefully and quietly went in the direction that we needed to go. Then we hung back some more, waited till the fight, and uh, waited till <laughs> the the kerfuffle had subsided, and then we would proceed. And then we hung back some more, and then Got waited for them customs. to finish their breakfast, and then our luggage would slowly come out. Yeah. And all the passengers were somewhat irritated, and uh, we cracked a few jokes, and the whole terminal was laughing. Let's well, just put it that way. You know, we think that they were laughing with us. It could be that they were laughing at us. Mm. I just recall that one person who it's, was I so th- happy to hear yeah, that joke. I mean, it started with me uh, taking a Snapchat and um, uh, off some Beatles, uh, and uh, you and myself started commentating on what the Beatles might have been saying. Uh, and then it, there was a PA announcement on the tannoy. Yeah, in which um, <laughs> in which it started off uh, by they just started listing names. So they were like Abdul Rahim, Shahzad, uh, yeah, Shahzad Ahmad, and I thought, and it, it carried on for a while. There was a list of you know several names, and presumably there's going to be an announcement about them. So I just turned to Akib before this announcement had finished and said, "What if he says at the end of this, these are all names?" <laughs> <laughs> What if just that's the announcement? <laughs> he just thought he'd share some names that he was reading out with people. And that was it. And um, we were overheard and that, that, that broke the ice a bit. Because you know, when you're waiting for two hours for your luggage to emerge, I think there is a certain amount of pent-up frustration. And we could see that on reflected on the faces of our fellow passengers. Yeah, they don't be really good, what I remember of Islamabad. Yeah, I think they th- that, they that genuinely were having their breakfast. That was 16. Because we, <laughs> peeked, we, peeked, we peeked through the <laughs> barriers. Through the barrier. You know the, the floppy barriers yeah. through which the luggage comes on that, that, that yeah. trolley? Uh, not the trolley, the, the little com- the, the, the carousel, yeah. Uh, they, um, uh, we, we, we put our heads through that and they were sitting on the floor having a really good breakfast. Like it was a full, a full desi breakfast. So in a way, I was very happy for them. And and I was happy to wait as well because when you see somebody having such such a good breakfast, you don't really want to disturb it no, with luggage handling, do you? Well, the thing is, the reason why they want to get out because they've got relatives outside waiting for yes, them. Yes, yeah. And <clears throat> unless they've got a mobile phone nowadays, they would. For it worked out in our favour because we were waiting so long that the crowds that are normally there yeah. had, uh, had 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 dispersed, dispersed and uh, that, that that was quite nice. You know, one thing I do find really annoying as soon as you go out the airport. Yeah. Then people try to like overhelp you, try to get somebody. I'm like, just leave me alone. This is um. I wonder if there are any uh, that see. Uh, this is where I wish we had listener interaction. Uh, I'm really thinking about. I don't know. Is there a way we could somehow get some messages in or something? Because it would be nice to get people. This is a stage in a radio show where you would get people's experiences and their life experience, and you can. We've got our own experiences to share. Yeah, but Barbara, it's so, not always you know what, about actually, us. You know what? What about the, what was the most? <laughs> actually, it is. I what's just the most obscure thing you've seen? At the airport, especially okay. at the PIA flight. Uh, okay. uh, uh, flight. No, no, I've seen a very obscure thing, but not in a in a different country, not in Pakistan, in a different country, in in Saudi. I saw a guy because it was uh, going for pilgrimage, mm. uh, actually Umrah, and I saw a guy wearing a navy blue ehram. 
navy blue. Yeah, I don't know why. I didn't know that was one of the sanctioned colors of the. <laughs> yes, uh, I didn't. Either. So, an Iram listeners, uh, for those who are uninitiated, I've is a uh, the robes of pilgrimage, and they're traditionally the white, white robes, white. Uh, the very simple, uh, <laughs> unstitched robes. So, navy blue sounds like a r- departure from the norm, but maybe. Um, Maybe he was going somewhere else. Or maybe he just uh, spilled uh, ink. Uh, some, uh, an ink cartridge from his fountain pen. You know, and it was a very and it absorbent, <laughs> it was a very absorbent robe. And it just, took just it dispersed off. throughout the robe. Maybe he had a fountain pen in the top pocket of his ehram and it leaked. When is the last time you owned a really good quality fountain pen? Because I used to do everything in fountain uh, pen. Very and recently, asking. actually. From my last workplace, I was given a set of Schaefer wow. pens. of One fountain, one ballpoint. <laughs> And uh, I still have them at home. I, I had the I had the Parker calligraphy Parker, set, yeah. uh, and and uh, they had different nibs that you could interchange. Oh, I do have a Mont Blanc, though. Oh dear! Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you know some of those very smooth pens. I actually don't like writing with them because I find them very slippery. I prefer to have something like a bit of grit, uh, a bit of grip on the. Uh, yeah. so some of them are more style over substance. I find. Not the status thing, isn't it? The uh, the Mont Blanc ones are just next level. Precision. Is that uh, is that the one that Hugh Jackman is always signing with in the advert, and he looks extremely well kept and uh, and it's the uh, one well where presented. you have to go like this. Have you ever mm. used one of those pens and found it to be much better than your average paper mate or something? I like actually this? think. Um, the best pens I've used are the fine nib papermate ones. See, I like the big 1.6 millimeter nib, which is the ballpoint but with a thick I like, line. I like the uniball. Yeah, I know you like the thick thick line. I, I like also, the yeah. Like see, I've got a uniball gel, but the thick line again. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I do like a thick line, Barbara. Yeah, I yes, think there's, a, there's a pattern here, isn't there? Yeah. But I find that it's very satisfying to sign with. And also, when you're writing in other languages, because I write, uh, sometimes I'll write in Urdu and Arabic for oh, some reason. Uh, yes, Barbara, I'm, 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 I'm a man of all seasons. Uh, seasons. Yeah, for all seasons. I just <laughs> messed that up. Sorry, don't. we'll just try and edit that out later. Um, but yes, I... Um, I prefer I think that the the thickness of the nib allows you to uh, form the letters better you know uh, sometimes you don't want to be. you don't want to write in a sans serif do you? you want to actually have some definition to your letters don't you sans serif would be what exactly it would be without the little uh, curly whirlies on the end curly whirlies on the end yeah. really have you ever used uh, done the following affectation where you've done the proper squiggly G you know the one that looks like it's a spring what, bouncing up. Um, going back to my school days, with a little where, stalk on the yeah, end. Yeah. So going back to my school days and talking about handwriting, I schools used to teach handwriting. Yeah, they used to. Like you get pen licenses now. And yes, things like my that. son got one of them the other day. I think they still do because my daughter said something about joining up letters and stuff. So yeah, my, my son I wasn't too. taught that because um, I left my primary school. I went to a private school. A private school. The private school, yeah. The one that we have already discredited widely, haven't we? Yeah, we've been discredited. And basically, (laughs) we were just, we just carried on. And I was well into the block writing. Okay, right, yeah. Block, really tight letters and, you know, and that's why I liked a a fine nib. Sometimes you get get plumbing quotes in this writing, don't you, (laughs) Or like a list of building materials. Yes, definitely. And we had a, a fellow student who came from Pakistan but yeah. his handwriting it was exquisite wasn't it it was exquisite because they teach everything to the top standard because he went to a top school in and remember if you don't do it right you'll be hit <laughs> yes no but one thing I, I don't know why I don't, I don't mean to sound racist but I think oh god I here we go no no no, no 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 I think I can notice oh, no, when a book studies writing it's always got <laughs> oh them. okay you know what the, the, I think that's not racist I think it's uh, it's interesting because I have a lot of um, I have a lot of Arab friends 
and I noticed that there's a certain the way style English, to the letter formation the which is comparable between them. And it's because they probably... It's like an accent, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that's... Re- you're all right, Mumtaz. Yeah. I think I'll just about accept that. But you're always on thin ice with of the whole course. stereotyping thing. But I it's know like that. when you could generally... I could think, I could generally tell if a Pakistani from Pakistani has come over here... Um, but is it just because you're innately suspicious of everybody, Mumtaz? And you're always trying to I see... Am, uh, I am, but not with this with regards to the writing. You could, they've got this general they have little tales I and love everything. Yeah, because that's the proper way of writing uh, they t- joint up writing you uh, see. don't you just yeah. love Mumtaz's sweeping generalizations because the Pakistanis are one homogenous you know, rather group, than painting everybody with individual paintbrush he no. just rolls the emulsion on with a roller yeah, he steamrolls yeah. everybody together well, it's like, it's like dig individually these texts you love yes well listeners remember Mumtaz is just playing this character he's not like that in uh, real yeah, life I'm at totally all totally like that I'm so cynical and horrible and everything else <laughs> in between right then so, uh, uh, what I was thinking, Barbara, seeing as we're not translating the emperor's new clothes anymore, yeah, can you uh, enact a scenario in which you are receiving a request from somebody to transport materials to okay to the to the motherland? Okay, acha. Right here, and I'll translate. Right then, aunt, we are off now. Uh, we have uh, packed all of our luggage successfully. Unfortunately, there's no spare. Uh, there's no spare space. We have uh, packed very efficiently and put all our clothes in. in how, many, how many pairs of clothing or outfits have you? Packed? And then the suits in cellophane would come out one by one. Oh dear! This is for your aunt. This is for your aunt, but a different word for aunt. This is for your um, sister, who is not a sister, and you may end up getting married to her. <laughs> this is for the older one, who you will... And these almonds are for uh, the elder, uh, very cynical relative in the family. And these are very impractical pieces of footwear that look like Aladdin's shoes are for the young nephew who will never the These dentures... Uh, we, we we don't need them anymore and I got them then I don't need them now so just um, send them back to where, to whence they came will all of this fit into your tiny little yeah oh uh, when you explain that this will not fit and that you'll be fined heavily by the authorities no they won't say anything at all they never say anything. false uh, 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 false <laughs> falsehoods. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saving face. <laughs> May God be with Godspeed, young nephew. That was, yeah, that was that. Mumtaz, do you have an equivalent in your culture? Exactly the same. Would you like to say a few words of it? No. Can we enact a situation where you are trying to conclude your packing for a trip? And then what might be said to you, Mumtaz? I don't really want to know why he's, no. <laughs> why he's packing in on his trip. Because uh, we've already kind yeah, of... Yeah, and I mean the packing the suitcase, <laughs> not putting medicines inside yourself. Yes, that. Yeah, that's not what I mean at all. I don't do that. I know, but I'm just <laughs> painting an interesting picture of you. So to make the mystique surrounding you... Uh, uh, the even, mystique even is that everybody thinks I'm dodgy thanks to you anyway. I know, I, you know, I, I really find that uh, for some reason, because of how 
and I do apologize because of how I treat you on the radio <laughs> and because of some of the things that you say yourself and you do dig your own grave sometimes. Uh, most of the time, people I think that you're that. you're an extremely Dodgy. dodgy and disreputable character. They're not far wrong, but I can't confirm it. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> okay, right. That's that's filled everyone with reassurance <laughs> that we were wrong, Mumtaz. Yeah. When you say <laughs> it's like saying no comment in court, isn't it? You don't want to implicate I'm, yourself I'm further. Beating court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well answered. Well answered. Have you ever been in court? Just you know, like to play Ten- tennis yes. court, badminton court. No, have you I've ever been, been on jury, jury duty? Yes, I have. I been never have been called up. I'd love to be called up. Just and you know what? Now that I've now that I'm actually working in a specific place of work, <laughs> I would like to... <laughs> Where else would you No, work? before I was freelancing, you see, and so I, I was my own boss. But now that I'm working uh, some of the time in a specific place of work, I, uh, I, I would like to be called up even more for yeah. doing duty because I think and it'd be nice tend to... to last a very long time. No, it depends on what case you're on. Uh, All right, Mumtaz. I, ha- <laughs> I have to say, though, that... Um, this is a perception of people who haven't been on jury duty, but anyone I've spoken to who's actually been called up and has had to deal with a genuine case of that's lasted a few days or even gone into the weeks, they've all reported back to say, no, it's a very heavy burden. It's actually a very serious thing. And they've all been quite, uh, quite, quite not traumatized, but chastened. On the case. They've yeah. been chastened by the whole experience and they find it to be a very solemn and, 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 um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, listeners, yeah. if, you are, if you are ever called up for jury service, please do note that one of the conditions is you do not discuss the case outside of the court. And it happens every <laughs> single time. No, you, you will know, discuss the, that. No, the people that I know who have been on jury duty, they never discuss the case. They just sometimes they would say to me that it's been very heavy going and it's been very, very. Uh, difficult to listen to some of the evidence and yeah. some of the it depends accounts. on the case. Yes, but the, I, uh, I, I have uh, my my friends have happened to never. Uh, actually, my mum's been on jury duty and she had a very uh, interesting experience. But again, she never divulged uh, what what she was actually dealing with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it depends on the case. Reminds yeah. me of an episode of Minder where Arthur Daly was on the jury and then he convinced all the jurors the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Stand on me, that boy is innocent. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? There should be some kind of training. Oh, look, it's time for the adverts, so we can't go into. But this should, should be some no, kind we'll of training. Conducting some training in the adverts. This, no, there should be some kind of training for members of the public to un- to ha- learn how to understand and interpret information, how to debate and make decisions uh, in a collective and collaborative I way. We had the uh, ads coming in. Well, we have now. Uh, we'll be back after these words. <laughs> 